This episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. Tonight, we have two quote-unquote politicians, even though this is a weird circumstance because they're both new to politics. Right. Jonathan McConnell not currently running, right. although he did run in the primary against uh, Senator Richard Shelby. Um, David Putman is running, though, for Congress District 6. Right. And, and, but the first time. So do you go sure. ahead and get yeah. right into talking so, to this Yeah, I mean, I, I'd just love to hear from you guys on what motivated you to get into politics now. And I presume I'm correct that neither of you have been into political office before. Is that right? That, that's correct. No, I, I haven't. And this is, um, it, Jonathan, this is yeah, Jonathan McConnell. And, uh, you know, it's a pleasure to be here. I think probably the reason that I got involved is I had never spoken to a psychiatrist before. <laughs> and so, I uh, could have helped you out, Jonathan. You know, <laughs> I, I, mean, I actually have texted like three or four ex-girlfriends. Be like, hey, I finally went to go see a psychiatrist. <laughs> I'm going to be on the radio with them tonight. And uh, Long know, overdue. Yeah, long yeah, overdue. Could have saved uh, numerous yeah. counseling hours and whatnot. But, uh, but no, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. But um, you know, so, is politics in your family, or do you, I mean, what, what motivated you to go into it? Well, you know, my my parents have been involved in politics before, actually, most of my life. Uh, but really, it just the fact that there is something absolutely wrong with the direction of this country. I mean, we're we're nineteen trillion dollars in debt. We're looking at, um, you know, for some odd reason, we feel the need to intervene in foreign policy all throughout the world, and you know, it, and we're not keeping this country safe at all. Uh, it, you know, it's better than what it could be, and someone has to do something. And, and, and expecting people who've been up there for 37 years, or you know, in some cases 20 years, depending on who it is, and expecting them to change or do something different, you know, enough's enough. Someone's got to do something. So, so, when did you decide I'm going to run? You, you, you just—I know you just finished the primary against Shelby. When did you make the decision? You know what? Enough's enough. Someone's got to do something. I'm going to run. You know, I decided uh, it, it was last year. You look at the Iran nuclear deal, and you look at I mean, if you follow some of the money in that in that deal, uh, you know how. I mean, I work in West Africa. I work all over the world. This country is the most corrupt country in the world. You know, it, we have the most complicated. Really? You think we're the most corrupt? Like, I, absolutely, I do. You're familiar with Africa, right? You're yeah, the, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go about six to eight times a year. Yeah, okay, no, yeah. you're totally right. See, there yeah. it's very open, but right. here it's the most complicated. Oh, Covertly, absolutely, it is. Corrupt. You've got gotcha. you've okay. got people who are you know giving money. How in the world does some of our U.S. senators, right. maybe some from the state of Alabama, you know, get thirty five thousand dollars on one single day right before that Iran nuclear deal vote? Right, and uh, thirty five thousand dollars from one company called Boeing that now just secured a deal with Iran to I saw know, that four point one billion uh, dollar uh, contract to, to get aircraft. Well to quote my high school bus driver, Mr. Naylor, it's all about money and that's you know <laughs> that's, that's why that's you drove true. the bus. It, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And by the way, uh, Jonathan if you if you didn't hear us earlier, Jonathan McConnell was a captain in the US Marines and was deployed in Iraq and then over near Syria. So uh, you know what you're talking about. You've been around, you served the country uh, but it does seem, and I'm, I'm not kidding when I say this, since your parents were in politics, it seems like that would have made you not want to get into politics. Because, like, our dad did some, like, small-time politics around town, and it really made me think, like, I'm never going to get involved with any of that because it's such were, a mess. Were your parents politicians or just no, involved they, in the political process? They were involved in, in, in 
the state party. My dad, you know, was chair of the the state party back in the mid '90s. And I can tell you right now, I, I hate politics and I hate politicians generally. I don't respect them, and uh, and I think that's the problem. Like I am a huge fan of term limits. I wish that we would get right. rid of right now for me to vote for an incumbent. You've got to give me a heck of a reason. Look at that. Good, good yeah, job. Sorry. Good McConnell. catch. Uh, yeah. You've got to give me a heck of a reason to vote for you. And like, I'm looking for people who are people who've done stuff in the community, who've thought out, you know, been thinking outside the box and actually made a difference in this world. Not, you know, basically, uh, you know, been a drain on this, this country. Cause so, look at the politicians now who are, you know, who are, you know, consultants or the, the Mike the making world. a list. This is their I'm profession sorry. is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What would your ideal term limit be for a Senator? 12 years, 12 years. So that's two terms, two terms as a Senator for a house. Uh, you can give them six terms. You can give them five terms. Right. So that 10 would be to 12 years. 10, 12 years. Okay. Same thing. Then done. Okay. And I'm curious, Jonathan McConnell, real quickly, because we talk, you think about the political machine. You know, that word is used a lot. Um, when you enter as a relative unknown against someone like Richard Shelby, I've got to think you felt like you entered not a machine, but maybe a wood chipper. Like, what was that like to, you know, that's, that's an extreme uphill battle, is it not? You know, it, we give politicians way too much credit. Uh, I mean, I had a great time. If yeah. I knew that beating up 82-year-olds was so much fun, I probably would have been hanging out at, like, nursing homes years ago. I mean, but l- let's be honest. I mean, it's uh, – Let me I, guess you wouldn't have said that while you were running. Yeah. I probably would have to bring the age out a little bit. If I remember, uh, y'all had a great debate. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, he didn't show up for That's that. Oh, it's uh, – you know, it depends yeah. uh, sometimes. Uh, that was maybe Speaking of 82-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so I got to caught that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, but, like, I, I think – that uh, you know, we give them too much credit. We we give them that they think it's that hard, it's that complicated. I'm sorry, someone who's working, you know, a single mom is working three jobs just to keep food on the table. Yeah. Works ten times harder than any politician that's out there. The campaign you can only raise money between eight a.m. and nine p.m. If you call anybody outside those hours, they're going to tell you where you can go. You probably need to go there anyway. Right. But you know what? Like, it's not that hard. You know, we need we get so you know. Uh, incensed with the fact that it's you know it's this mystery and this is hard thing yeah it's hard because you know like people don't answer your phone calls you find out who your real friends are you find out who your real friends aren't who your enemies are but uh but you know like it's yeah. it's not that bad we had natalie davis on the show and she said essentially and she ran in the 1970s i think for senate um and she said essentially it comes down to dollars spending that time that calling making the calls I mean, their current political system is such that you have to have the money to run the ads, and it's half you spend half your time trying to get the money. And just would you agree to disagree with that statement? That's a huge part of the process and part of the problem. Voter contact, absolutely. And you cannot. If I remember, somebody told me right when I was thinking about running, they were like, Jonathan, you have to be able to convince two thousand people a day to vote for you. You're not going to do that shaking hands. You're not going to go, even speaking. I can't speak to two thousand people a day, you know, at a venue that I would able would be able to command. Right. So yeah, it, it takes the dollars and it takes wow. you know to be able to raise that kind of money. I, I thought Shelby's campaign, and I want to talk about this later, did a lot of the raising awareness for you because negative campaigns for me are such a turnoff. And he ran a nasty one against you, and we're going to talk about that later. Uh, but that's how really it convinced a lot of people that I know never heard you speak that I talked to think like, oh, I'm going to vote for that guy because of what the nasty... Yeah, so I want to introduce now also David Putman here running for Congress, District 6, um, formerly U.S. Army, from this area, from Vestavia now. What in the world has gotten into your head that's made you want to run for Congress? And District 6, which we heard earlier, is what? The most bipartisan for the Republican Party 
district yeah, apparently in the country. Little, yeah, a little Wikipedia search, which can be dangerous, but apparently it's like up there tied with one in Texas by some partisan rating committee that it's the most Republican partisan district in the country. And, David, that, obviously and you're David, running that, as a Democrat. You're running, as a, running Democrat. as a Democrat. And, yes, this is a good time to be talking to a psychiatrist. <laughs> but uh, I guess my experience is, is a little bit like Jonathan's. Uh, my family was – my mother was deeply involved in politics uh, in the state of Alabama, and she had a major campaign job – with all the presidential campaigns from Eisenhower to Reagan. And she was a state coordinator. She did a lot of work. But I will tell you that politics and politicians, in my opinion, were much different back then because money was not as much a driver. The people were not providing. The corporations couldn't give money. There was a lower limit on how much money you could give. And so there was much more personal contact between the candidate and the and the people, and so I that was what I expected. That is my upbringing, and then I got into it when I saw the election last time, when my opponent was elected, and he has no real background in dealing with people. He is not a personable kind of person. He has now disappeared, and he's locked himself away up in Washington doing little or nothing to help the people back home in Alabama. And I think so that, you, that made me mad. That said, this, yeah. I'm, I'm going to lose unless I can go meet those 2,000 people a day, And but I'm going to try. You know, it's funny because it, how quickly we tend to forget that the office you're running for is called representative. You know, you're supposed to be representing the people, and it does feel oftentimes like there's a disconnect between representatives and the people. I heard uh, recently a, a, an impassioned plea about, you know, contacting your congressman or congresswoman to talk about, you know, I think it was about the gun control issue or whatever it was. And I thought to myself, like, there's, I, I'm not going to contact my congressperson. I don't know that person at all. And there seems like a disconnect. Um, Some people, I mean, not only do you not know them as a person. Yeah. Most people don't even know them as a name. Right. I mean, That's you ask the average person walking on the who street. Who is your representative? Who's your representative? You don't even know. And so let's talk about that. District 6, where is this? And who, who can vote for you or against you? Uh, I'm going to give you the counties. Okay. okay. It starts with Coosa County down south of Birmingham. Yeah. Okay. And then Chilton County and Bibb County. Okay. And then you come up and you get part of a lot of part of Shelby County and a part of Jefferson County. And then you get part of Blunt County to the north. So it's an area of what I would call two different districts. You've got what I, the outer side, which are population is spread. People are far apart. They're rural. And that's one kind of population. And then you get into the part of Jefferson County that I have, which is Vestavia, Mountain Brook, Hoover, all those areas. It's essentially the over-the-mountain community. Over-the-mountain, suburbanites, rich, and so that's a very different – but they're packed together. They're very – Well, you can't close. get much different from Mountain Brook and Coosa County. Those are, are very you different are places. But if you look at it, yeah. the interesting, District 7 uh, is also part of Birmingham. Is that right? That's correct. And they, they – 20, 30 years ago, they, they drew no, lines. 10 to, years ago. 10, okay. They, they drew lines to, to get a majority-minority right. um, uh, district, which I, they're trying to get more minorities into 
Congress, which mm-hmm. I think is a good thing. Sure. But interestingly, in in Birmingham, essentially they they took the west part of Birmingham and Hueytown and Bessemer that area and joined it with Tuscaloosa and then the the quote unquote black belt. And so a lot of the Democratic voters in Birmingham don't elect the sixth district, which is what right. David's running for. They elect they elect the seventh district. Interesting. Terry Sewell. Yeah. Uh, she won, I think, by like I think it was one hundred percent last time. That's good. She didn't have posting her. I Somebody check. She might be a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> so, so David's got an uphill battle as a Democrat in uh, in the sixth congressional district. Yeah. Um, and and so you know he needs to be seeing me as to why he's running. But um, I think he's got some reasons for that. And I want to find out what those are. Uh, also, want to talk about like this two party system we have and what's going on with that. And maybe this is the year that. Maybe that'll be shaken up just a little bit. Maybe that's just wishful thinking. To listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out O Brother Radio on Birmingham Mountain Radio, 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com, or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter, at Lockamy Brothers. <laughs>